It's about that time, yeah. Oh, that's good. Believe it or not. In today's installment of the chapter, there we go. Oh, man, God, Drew, give a guy a head's freaking up, will you? Jesus. Hey, everybody, I'm Kyle Rizdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense, whether Drew Jostad wants us to or not. That's all I'm saying. That's exactly right. Hey, I'm Andy Euler. I'm in for Kimberly Adams. It feels like I'm the economics on tap, dude, uh, for the last couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks, everybody, well, who's joining you know, us I'm out, on the I'm podcast. I'm out next Friday, too, so I don't know what's going on. No, 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 I know. I got that email, dude. All right. Um, All right. Good. Uh, Thanks, for everybody, watching us on the on, on the live stream for the Happy Hour Friday Economics on Tap, as we call it here. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're going to do the news fix. We're going to do a little half full, yep. half empty uh, audience poll, I think, on the last one, unless you guys changed it up on me last Friday. We just do the last question. Um, but, uh, but, you know, this is America. We can do whatever we want. Um, let's do some news. Euler, you go first. Sure thing. Oh, what are you, are you, are you drinking a beer? Uh, you know, I, look at that. It's been so long since I've done a Friday. I forgot the whole spiel. Uh, no, know, I'm drinking I, I know, water. I, I... <laughs> Here, so here's, here's why. Thank God. Thank God. One of us is used to hosting this podcast. Sure. Andy Euler. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm drinking water because I was in Boston this morning. I flew yesterday, mm. did an event at WBUR last night. Got up at uh, 5 o'clock this morning, Boston time, to make my plane back here, which is, of course, 2 o'clock in the morning, L.A. time. So I'm a mm. little bit dragging. A little bit dragging. Um, yeah, So, true. you know. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there we go. What, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Guinness. Uh, it, I oh, told nice. you we had a cold front. Yeah, we had a cold front move in. Uh, which is why it's normally I have so much light in this window, and that's why everybody's like, "Why yeah. is Andy just sitting in the dark?" Um, I mean, why you know why not? <laughs> it, uh, it does look a little so, sepulchral, I must say. It's very so, so yeah, very somber. sort of a, va- a vampire uh, edition of of economics on tap. Um, so yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm I'm having a Guinness, and why the hell not? It's Good. sort of like you know, for us, sure, it's yeah. it's in the like high 60s, so that's like freezing that's here. That's chilly, Willie, dude. So. I get it. Chilly yeah. Willie. All right, let's Take go with the news. You go. You go. Sure thing. Um, believe it or not, I'm going to talk about COP27. I'm going to talk about energy, and I'm going to talk about climate change. So basically, it okay. sounds like thematically what's happening in Egypt right now is for us, for somebody like me who does, who works on, on a show like ours, it's nice yeah. because they're talking about finances all the time. It feels like this this whole first week has been about Rich countries yeah. paying basically reparations, right, for uh, yep. emitting all of the greenhouse gas emissions that we have over the last 150, 170 years since the Industrial Revolution, basically. Um, and so there are conversations that are happening right now. Uh, it was super interesting because Joe Biden was in Egypt today for three hours. Mm-hmm. And he sort of God, touted America's... He was, he was on yeah. the ground for three yeah. hours? Is that... Oh, wow. He was. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a nice political article that kind of wraps it up that we'll um, we'll link to on the site. But basically what he was saying is, look, my commitment to this issue has been unwavering. The United States of America mm-hmm. will meet our emission targets by 2030. That's going to be really hard, first of all. Yeah. Um, also, he didn't answer sort of the bigger question that a lot of the delegates were asking, which is, hey, rich countries like the United States... Are Mm y'all willing to pay and help Mm -hmm. and build funds for poorer countries, developing countries, that need help to meet these new standards? Are you going to help? Also, are you going to help places like Pakistan 
when things like floods happen as a result of climate change, right? So the big discussion right now is about sort of these countries, rich countries. And Scotland said that they were going to help. They said, you know, $2.2 million, which is great. But the, the, the sort of finger pointing that's happening right now, and it's and it's appropriate finger pointing, right? It's like, hey, oh, yeah. United States, you guys, you guys have had you've had a good run, uh, and you're also super rich relative to other countries. Are you going to help us pay for mm-hmm. it? And he, he didn't answer it, and and no. so the discussion goes on, right? But I don't know what the answer right, is. Right, and look. Well, well yeah. so so the answer is that, that <laughs> we, that is to say the global north and those of us who have done yeah. the lion's share of the emitting the last 100 and whatever the industrial age is old yeah. years, um, it's it's our moral debt, right? The problem yeah. is specifically in this country, but I would, I would bet you in many other developed nations as well, there sure. are other things that different parts of the political spectrum want to spend money on. And the challenge yep. for Biden now is going to be getting any kind of spending plan through Congress, through Congress. which will yeah. let him spend the money on people who are not us. Because yep. that's just the way... I mean, you can hear the debate, right? You know how it's going to go. Well, we even saw it, right? It was it was that Biden had pledged right. almost $12 billion uh, in international finance. The Democrats approved a billion of it in March. Right. And so... Right. You're exactly right. That that's the discussion. That's the difficulty, and it's, yeah. you know, obviously it's it's tragedy of the commons all over again, right? It's it's, it's exactly. this is our exactly world. Right. Are we going to figure it out? And yeah, yeah. Yep. What do you got? Yep, yep. So mine is um, it just kind of grabbed me the other day. So some divers. This was in the New York mm-hmm. Times. I've seen it elsewhere since, but the Times had the story first, I think. Some divers yeah. in Florida in the Bermuda Triangle found a piece of the space shuttle Challenger, like. Okay. whatever it is, 30 years after it happened, kind of blew me away. Um, We all remember the Challenger exploded in in 1986, killing all seven people aboard, including Kristen McAuliffe, the teacher in space, that whole thing. Um, It's incredible to me that they are just now, 30-ish years later, uh, 35 now, finding this thing. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's just just crazy. We will put a link on the show page. Read the piece. It'll take you right back to where you were when you saw – or heard about that happening. I don't even know. What were you? You were like in fifth grade or something? Shut up. 86. I was, dude, I was four. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you say heard about it. My parents oh heard about my it, dude. God. Oh um, my God. What ha- so oh hold on. God. What happened? That they found was it was it straight up just divers? What is the? Yeah, so they were diving as part of a documentary looking for okay. World War II era airplanes in the Bermuda Triangle. And they huh. got down there, and apparently the first day they got down there, it was really murky, and the guy couldn't, guy couldn't see. He just felt something right. big and flat, and so they left it there. Came back the right. next day, and they saw what it was. And it turns out to have been a piece, a big chunk of the bottom right. of the space shuttle. It's like 15 by 15, which <laughs> is huge. And number one, it's kind of right. amazing that NASA didn't know it was missing. Maybe they did, and they just didn't tell anybody because it's been sure. 35 years. Um, but they went back right? and they found like, it. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But they're they're not saying they're not saying exactly where it is because they don't want it to be disturbed. NASA's gonna come get it. It's obviously still NASA's property. Um uh but yeah, just kinda wild. Just kinda wild. Yeah. You wanna play again? Just a cool story. Cool story. Let's play again. True. Come on. All right, half full, half empty. Drew Jostad's in charge. Uh, last question is the YouTube live stream audience gets to play along. Yep. Mr. Jostad, you are on. Are you half full or half empty on what it's like to be verified right now on Twitter? 
<laughs> it's funny. Kimberly, Kimberly and I were talking about this yesterday, right? And and there was that big Eli Lilly story. Um, yeah. Pretty awful. Um, yeah. About about insulin, sort of a fake account. Uh, if you guys didn't didn't hear right. it, a go right. back and listen to the podcast. But also, uh, apparently, a fake account uh, tweeted out that um, from an Eli Lilly. Uh, what appeared to be an Eli Lilly sort of official account. Um, insulin is free. Everybody freaked out because then Eli Lilly came back and said, you know, it was a, it was a farce. No, it's um, not. Being, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and Lilly, and by so, the way, sorry, just in, in corporate news, L- yeah, Lilly lost 4.5% today, yeah. right? Because people yeah. are screwing around on Twitter with yeah. verified but not really verified accounts. And you're like, come on, man. Uh, I mean, I'm anyway. I'm half empty, Kai. What? What? You, 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 I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I look. I think I think it is a mess of Elon Musk's own making. I think he deserves yeah. every dime of the forty four billion dollars that he will lose uh, manipulating this company into the ground. Um, yeah. And it's really a shame because look, for all of its problems, it's a valuable resource if you have the time and the energy to curate it the right way. And it's yeah. kind of a shame that it's going to go away. You well, know, for, if, for and, and for just, folks in our sense. line of work, man, it's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah, valuable. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I will for yeah. sure be putting my eight dollars a month uh, on my corporate expense account. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, next, all right, Drew, what's next? All right, are you half full or half empty? Uh, in hindsight, of the r- political coverage in the run up to the midterms. Oh, interesting question. What do you interesting think? question. Look, I was I was on on the. I think there's going to be a red wave. Um, you did. Nancy yeah. Fargali, the executive producer in Marketplace, uh, and I had a little side bet on how many seats the Dems uh, were going to lose. Is. And yeah. and she, yeah, she had. Um, I had. We did uh, over under, and I was over fifteen, and she was under fifteen, and she wins because mm. you know. We mm-hmm. we in the media got it wrong, and and look, I'm yep. I'm just glad I'm not a political journalist right now, you know. I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I you know I went to I went to the valley uh, the the valley in South Texas and talked to people about it. And yeah. There was there's a, I mean even being down there talking to people, there is a shift in attitude that has been you know that part of Texas, believe it or not, is super super blue mm-hmm. traditionally, mm-hmm. and there was a change in attitude, and the you know the the Republicans actually dumped a whole ton of money into yeah. I think they figured out that they might have an opportunity and they ended up um, picking up a couple of seats and, and picking up a couple of state representatives as well and yep. which is you know in, in somewhere somewhere in, in you know South Texas is a big deal but it wasn't sort of the you're right the rhetoric from from the right was more it was just more in fact I'm half empty uh, on sort of the coverage because it felt like it was a foregone conclusion. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I think that's right. right. I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, Drew, number three. Half full or half Again. empty on the $2.04 billion Powerball. Hmm. So, Your so neighbors, it turns right? out... <laughs> I, I, that's exactly right. So, so in the family text on whenever it was that that winning thing was drawn, my wife texts me and the kids, and she says it was an Altadena. And then, and then one of my kids goes, "Grandma, Grandma!" But it was, exactly. but it was because my grandmother, my my mother-in-law lives in Altadena. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was not my mother-in-law because if it was my mother-in-law, I would not be sitting here doing this podcast. Love yeah, you exactly. all, though I do. Had my mother-in-law right. won two billion dollars, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, absolutely more power to, to whoever won. Sure. You know, let's sure. setting aside for a second the fact that lotteries are regressive and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I get yeah. all that. 
Yeah. So there you go. So I'm yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm with you too. It's so funny because two people that I used to work with in Marketplace, uh, I, t- <laughs> I did the exact same thing. I was like, Arjuna, you won, right? Um, and Ben yeah. <laughs> said the same. I said the same thing. I was like, I said they they said it was Altadena. Clearly, it's this is you. Yeah. Um, I think yep. that's sort of the that's the token yep. reaction has to be. What do you? you, know, what do you it's got funny. Here? I think I think I've told this. I think. Well, how, let me just, super quick story. Sure. So my best friend, sure. when when we were living together in in Washington D.C. after we got out of college, he had to go mm-hmm. in for some vaccination or something, whatever. And mm-hmm. the nurse said to him, "Okay, I have to tell you, you know, full disclosure, there's like a one in two million chance you're actually going to get this disease, whatever the vaccination was." And sure. he said, "Oh, then, then you know that's okay because it's one in two million odds that I'm going to win the lottery too, and I'm kind of counting on that. So it's you know it's all right." <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Drew, go ahead. Sorry. Question number four. Half full or half empty on Zoom meetings in a movie theater. Oh, man. So this is that AMC Zoom team up where you can do Zoom meetings meetings in a theater. Matt Levin did that story. Did did actually a great story because he came out of it with a teaser of, you know, in a world where you're in a Zoom in a theater. I'm half empty. I don't even want to do Zooms in the privacy of my own shed attached to my garage. Forget freaking in a room. I'm what? absolutely with you too. It's like, and it's, and it's Zoom, yeah. you know, sort of Zoom exhaust, uh, I'm sure, Zoom oh, yeah. fatigue, but. Totally. No, dude, totally. I don't want to, like, yeah, I, I'm, you, you have to convince me to go into the guest room to get on, yeah. in a very dark right. guest room and get on Zoom. <laughs> right. Right, right. right. I'm with you. I'm half empty. Totally. What's the last one? Totally. All right. So this is the last one. Let's, uh, all you YouTubers who are there, we're going to do the poll. Yep. So, um, yep. 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 Euler and I will uh, withhold our judgment until you guys have had like 30 seconds to answer. Absolutely. But uh, anyway, Drew, what's the last one? Are you half full or half empty on the government providing everybody those little I voted stickers? <laughs> really? That's the question? <laughs> I know it's not you, Drew. I know it's Bridget or it's not actually Bridget. It's probably Marissa this time. I don't know. All right. Okay. All right. So poll is in there. Um, all sure. y'all answer. Uh, I'm going to have to pull up the Slack because Emily, whoever's going to have to put it in the Slack because I can't figure out how to, uh, you know, do like two things right. at once. Unless it like it's posted <laughs> to the top. Anyway. Uh, all right. Ten more seconds and then you and I are going to answer. That's what I'm saying. There's the poll. Yep. There's the there poll. Of course, it says just zero votes. What the, I guess I can vote, right? Can I vote? Yeah, I can vote. Oh, there's plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to be able to vote. Can I vote twice? I probably could vote twice. Could vote you're early, vote often. You're, you're not, you know what they you're say. You're not doing it right if you don't if you don't vote twice, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Look at that. Jody Pritchard is full on this one. She was an election worker, and people love them. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. All right, Drew. I mean, I mean, Mr. Euler, are you half full, half empty? You can go, I mean, that's my my uncle's call me Drew. Uh, <laughs> it's totally fine. Really? Uh, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I am sure. I mean, yeah, I'm half, I'm half full on that. Why, you know, are you worried about, are we worried about sort of the, the, the tax dollars? I think that's fine. Yeah. I I don't, don't, I'm not worried about any of that. It's, it's minuscule compared to all the other things we spend money on. Well, and then you wear your I voted sticker and you get like 20% off at Chipotle or whatever the hell it is. Like, that would be, you know, that would be good. (laughs) No, I think, no, I'm all the way full. I'm I'm not getting it. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. Man, I need to go to Chipotle more. Holy cow. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I'm I am all the way full. Look, it's 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 a civic good, and and as I've said before, I'm all about the the communal experience of voting as a community. I think it's I think it's sure. all good, and and if that gets people out, 
that's fine. I mean, that's not what gets people out, I suppose. But anyway, so here's where we are. See, so we had 196 votes, 77% half full, 23% half empty. I, I'm going to need to hear from the half empty people in the chat. Why are you half empty on this one? Come on. Come on. Right? Piso, piso. Love the Absolutely. stickers, blah, blah, blah. Sure. That's Jerry K. Free I voted tattoo. No, Jason Perringer, we're not doing free no. I voted tattoos. No. Max Marquardt, who I guess is a little bit of a grouch. Is it really that important to tell others how much you care instead of being a passive fart in the wind? Well, Maxwell, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, just go (laughs) vote. Sticker or no. Post it on Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Put it on put it on Instagram like we do in the 21st century. Enough <laughs> of this freaking sticker stuff. All right, that's it for us today. Kimberly and I are back on Monday. Right. Um, if you've got questions you want to get in the hopper for what do you want to know Wednesday, if you've got comments, if you've got critiques, if you've got suggestions, mm-hmm. if you've got anything at all, let us know. Please. That's right. 508-UB-SMART. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. You can email makemesmart at marketplace.org as well at your leisure. No, Sherry K, what they do in Australia is they fine you $5 if you don't vote. That's true, but it's mandatory. Yeah, fine you five bucks. Make Me Smart is produced by Mercy Cabrera and Courtney Bergsicker. Today's episode was engineered by Drew Jostad, who also wrote the theme music to Half Full, Half Empty, which is our game that we play on this pod on Fridays. That's right. The team behind our Friday game is Mel Rosenberg and Emily McCune. Bridget Wagner is our senior producer, but she is right now working on Million Bazillion. Can't wait uh, to hear what is going to happen there. Our director of On Demand is Donna Tam. Emily Abraham votes by mail. The sticker goes straight in the trash. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. (laughs) Fair Tiny Hand says they don't stick to clothes, then they fall off and cause litter. They stick to my clothes. (laughs) Okay. Give them to the kids. Give them to the kids. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.